I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Text Message. I'm Nate Langson. And I'm Ian Morris. And as always, we are starting with this week's picks from the UK tech news. And we're going to start by talking about Adele, not a common uh, member of this podcast's menagerie no. uh, of, of topics but there is a reason why we want to talk about this and why there is a tech angle it's certainly a tech media angle Adele's new album is not going to be on Spotify nor is it on Apple Music nor other streaming platforms and we've talked about this in the past when people like Taylor Swift have kept their albums off certain uh, streaming music services to make a statement about the music industry, if nothing else. And I thought, well, we hear about a lot of big American acts keeping their music from their fans on, on various subjects. And I think it's worth reminding ourselves that actually this is something that we're doing extremely close to home. And Adele is, is you know, one of the biggest musician recording artists in the world. Um, it's often reported that she, her, her appeal spans many ages, demographics, countries, everything. To me, on the one hand, there's a slightly backhanded compliment, I suppose, that does say to me that it's music so generic and so so lacking any need for any kind of definition that it literally appeals to anybody because it doesn't offend a single person that's a that's a a quite an interesting and attitude you take to it actually i mean i know we're not not a music podcast but um i don't i don't know that she seems to get a lot of hassle from various people Um, i don't want to talk particularly extensively about that topic because it is there it's there to be controversial surely that's not i mean she's just pop right that pop is supposed to be like available to most people to like well funny you should say available to most people because (laughs) that's exactly what adele is it basically isn't doing here and the tech angle to this is that we're once again seeing a very popular artist doing one of two things well one thing but explained in two different ways depending on again the side of the hate fence you sit upon the first angle the more supportive uh for the music industry angle is that adele is selling millions of records her new album is out this uh i I think either this week or last week and it's sold hundreds thousands hundreds of thousands of copies in its first week it's one of the biggest debuts ever in 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 terms of album sales which is no people were queuing up you know in hmv not to be sneezed at you know an amazing achievement um and and so she's sort of in this position where she can wield this power to say, I'm going to pick what platforms is going to be available on, and I'm only letting it be available on album on uh, as an album in formats that you have to pay for upfront, and you cannot stream it. Now that's one, and and to me that feels a little bit like saying, um, you know, I'm I'm at the very end of a generation of musicians and, and at the end of the generation for the music industry where it is possible to overcharge people for music and I'm damn well going to reap the benefit for my personal reward. On the other hand, and again, same same issue, but from the other side of the fence, is 
uh, choosing the platforms that the listeners want to listen to their music on, or rather choosing the platforms that you're allowing your fans to listen to your music on. They are paying for Spotify. They are paying for Apple Music. I mean, not everyone's paying for Spotify, I admit, but let, that's an argument from well, they're, Adele's they're previous sort, they're album. They're sort of paying for it. I mean, you know, they may not be actually paying for it, but there is monetization happening. What we're seeing, though, is an artist say, nope, you are not listening to my music through the channel that you want to listen to it on. Therefore, I am pushing you towards piracy. And I did some highly anecdotal looking at some numbers on um, a very popular BitTorrent website (laughs) just to have a look at the amount of... Uh, cedars and downloads we have from very popular musicians i picked two british acts two very b- massive big selling british acts that i think in terms of uh, of appeal are, are are comparable um adele's 25 um at the time of writing had about ten thousand people um seeding her album um at, at that time and the the particular torrent on that website had been downloaded just under eighty thousand times i then went and looked at one direction's new album massive pop group um allegedly their last album so even more reason to buy it in numerous copies or what have you um 1200 cedars downloaded just under 20,000 times so that's about a quarter of the total downloads and um you know almost a tenth of the total number of people sharing it online and we've talked before about how streaming services are competing with spotify uh, are competing with piracy more than they're competing with paid for services and this highly anecdotal one tiny look into one torrent on two popular british pop uh artists suggests that the album that is not available to stream is being pirated incredibly highly compared to the recent release of another massive pop artist that is available to stream and Although I'm sure there are many people who could argue that these numbers are not representative, I wasn't necessarily looking to see if these numbers would support a a, a theory. I I was just very surprised when I checked the figures and just saw just how big the difference is between those two. So anyway, that's the position we're in. Adele isn't streaming this album. And part of me says, well, you know what? If I was a popular singer, and although I sound like I was dissing her earlier, I, I, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment. She's a fantastic musician, and I respect her enormously, even though I don't like that type of music. Um, I just sort of think, is this a bit of an FU to the fans? You know, I know that we're not out of the era of piracy yet, and I know that streaming isn't putting money in the back of pockets, but... She's also one of the people that can sell out giant theatres. You know, does she really need to be making a statement that that takes the, her music out of her fans' hands and and pushes people towards the last generation of music access, which was illegitimate? I, I don't know. It, what, what's your view, Ian, before I get even higher on this soapbox? <laughs> um, she can do what she wants, can't she, really? I mean, I, I sort of... I, I, I guess it's a I get it's a business decision, isn't it? I, yeah. In the same way that you would, um, you know, you would pick and choose uh, if you were if you were releasing a movie, you know, you might do you might hold. Well, I guess your example could be that you hold back a DVD release, you do a theatrical release first, and that gets you some money from the theatres. There's a bit of demand, blah 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 blah, and then once that demand settles down and it sort of goes away, then you send out a DVD and a Blu-ray and an uh, and a uh, you know a, a, a download and 
then you make some more money. Um, so I don't think it's any different to that. I think I think um, musicians will maybe a little bit slow to consider the idea that actually maybe streaming is for your back catalogue, perhaps, and uh, and and your new album goes, you know, as a buy whole thing first, and then uh, uh, and then later on you can stream it. Presumably, yeah. it's possible to. Um, to buy it track by track on iTunes or something. I mean, I haven't looked. Sometimes you can't. Um, often you, some tracks are only available with an album, aren't they? That's true. And usually that's things like long songs. Sometimes that has happened on streaming services as well. I've seen some albums have all but one song streamable on um, on uh, uh, on Apple Music and things like that. But just one song didn't have availability i i've noticed that but you can still buy all adele's pardon me all of adele's songs individually on itunes yes and and sorry to, just to confirm that that is true yes you can buy one song if you prefer she's Fine. not getting away from that and <clears throat> and there are exceptions pandora which is very popular in the u.s will be streaming because that is more in in line with radio play than it is with streaming yeah music. because you can't choose what you're listening to on pandora can you so much right. I mean, you give it a rough idea about what you like but you're not able to say, I want to listen to Adele's album. It's probably on Last FM as well, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, because again, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It, it? it isn't, that's generating interest in the album. People are hearing the songs, they're going, oh, that's good. I could go and buy that. And then they're being encouraged to do that. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, it will be on streaming services soon, I would think. I can't imagine she's interested in holding out. Um, a couple well, of weeks is probably enough. This is and, and ultimately, you know, if you really want it, you can go and buy. It. If you if you wanted to listen to it on a streaming service and you can't afford it, a wait's not going to kill you, is it? It's still going to be there in a couple of weeks' time. But we are in the the era where everybody has an insatiable feeling of entitlement. Well, you know, yeah, they're something... going to have to stop it, aren't they? Because you're not entitled to anything. No, but you know what? I mean, I, I, res- I in a way, I, I, I do respect Adele and, and this decision in in that she is one of the few artists who can get away with keeping music from certain services and making as much money as is physically possible. But it still feels like a little bit of a slap in the face to the fans who are paying £10 a month for Spotify or paying £10 a month for iTunes, want to access that, and then are having to say, well, really, I've got to pay again? Don't I pay for this? And this is where the technology is the thing that is now is bec- is coming between the artist and the fan like it's meant to be there as an enabler it's meant to generate access and i and and obviously i'm saying that from this from this from this side of the music industry's fence as a consumer not as a creator and i imagine that any bands and artists listening and i know for a fact that many you know some friends i have in bands on facebook when i've asked shall i stream your music or buy the cd they're all like cd 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 so i get that there's a financial benefit there but i just can't get away from the fact that it feels a little bit like a slap in the face um and maybe as you say after first week sales are done or first month or what have you we'll see it land on the other streaming services but um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting away from this era where it kind of feels like the, the artists are against the fans even though they don't <laughs> want to be and the fans want to support the artists but they can't quite pay for all the things they want to and and somewhere in the middle of this everyone's blaming piracy and streaming sites when actually the streaming sites have actually managed to take piracy down while the record labels and everyone else wasn't doing anything to help their cause so i don't know that's where well, we're at and here's I'm a keep- couple of things though i mean just Dominic. a couple of finishing off points first of all um having a quick look around i noticed that 
I think that the music industry is doing its thing where it um, spams news groups with fake copies of the album because uh, I'm having a look at some of the reports and they're all saying things like passworded and spam, um, which probably means that someone at the record label is uploading fake copies, which is quite um, a good way of preventing people downloading it. Actually, it's, it works fairly well. Um, and the other thing was, the the thing that annoys me slightly more than this, actually, is what happened... Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's done this a couple of times, where she's released a song in the US a long, long time before she's released it in the UK. I can tell you someone much closer to your heart yeah, has on. done that as well. Tiesto. Oh, really? He, he did that with it. It, with a single. No, it, it, I mean, that, that is really getting to a much, me. That is getting to a way, way, way more annoying uh, side of things, because... A, a, an artist I'm a big fan of is a woman called Ingrid Michaelson, mm. and she does this with every damn album, it seems. And there are just digitally released versions of songs where you can literally only pay for them digitally. There's no CD, there's no yeah. anything, and they are still region locked to the US and Canada. So right, you can buy you can buy an iTunes voucher, can't you? And get it that way. Why should I? I know, I know, it's ridiculous. I and, don't and, understand it. I mean, it, it got to the point where I wanted to just download the BitTorrent and put money in the post or give it to a charity and write the, you know, her and her label a, rec- <laughs> a letter and say, look, you, I'm sitting here basically doing the Futurama meme, shut up and take my money. Yeah. And why, why are you this desperate to not accept cash? It's completely mental. It's actually down to distribution deals and license deals more than anyone actually tries trying to punish I, other I, countries. I don't, I don't care. But I, exactly, I, who cares? I just want... I, when it comes to something that I'm actually interested in owning, or at least, uh, you know, like one track, I just think, you you guys are missing out on money. This is how piracy gets a grip, is when people want something and they can't get it, mm. um, and it's easier for them to press a button than it is to buy a single song. And uh, so that's just my final word on it, really. Well... I believe technology should be an enabler and should never be something that causes confusion to people, particularly when it comes to the creative arts. It's there to be enjoyed. So I'm not a massive fan of any kind of roadblock, even if they are done out of the kind of uh, the business savviness of a, of a recording artist who is the last in her, well, an era to be able to do so. I still kind of feel that to just completely make it unavailable in every sense is just... I don't know. I, I'm not well, on board with that. People keep saying this, but you know, there's everyone saying that you know these are the last uh, artists to, that are going to go platinum. But um, there, there's still plenty of people doing it. You know, I mean, like um, Adele will obviously get platinum, I'm sure, for this, and um, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift's just done that in the states. I think maybe people are underestimating the power of music. Actually, no, I completely disagree because yeah, what you're saying, what you're saying is. <laughs> literally the most popular musicians on the planet a handful of them are capable of still doing it that's not what it should be necessarily well, i don't i mean do you not think that i mean i i think it there's obviously a reason that some people aren't aren't getting up there i think i think maybe we're it this does happen with things occasionally it, you know where you where you find that there are only a very very small number of people able to achieve absolute greatness in a, in, a, in a particular industry or whatever and but, i is that not part of the you know the natural order of things and, well, and maybe it'll go away again maybe if you know i mean that th- th- as technology different. gets better and discovery gets better you know like a lot the of discovery talk about, isn't getting better that's the problem well we used to be in a situation where you would walk into a sweet shop and it would be twix mars milky way maltesers pornography <laughs> 
shop seller, water, door. And you walk in and say, what do I need? I'm thirsty, I'm horny. Water, porn, thanks, out. No problem. But we're now in this era where you walk in and you're basically walking into the Wonka factory, which is what streaming services are, where it's like, here are 25 million songs, literally, without much exception, everything that's ever been released ever. Here it is now go nuts it's like what are you supposed to do with that you start exploring and that's one of the reasons why people aren't necessarily streaming all these songs because they are discovering decades of amazing musical recordings for the first time ever they've been able to have access to it and and older music is sometimes better than the newer music even if you're young and i think that that's just another reason behind this music is something that's um you know you you, you are a musician you you know you, you well you know you 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 have a lot more to say about it than I do. I just quite like Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, well, I've heard she's covering Wham this <laughs> Christmas, so I've immediately lost what tiny amount of respect I had. Oh, for she's her. amazing. She's amazing. She? Yeah, mm-hmm. she All is. Right. Well, I'll have to say, just for a bit of balance here, the new Born of Osiris album uh, is probably their best work ever in four albums. I, I highly recommend if you like Egyptian, uh, Egyptian-esque, <laughs> slightly inspired American deathcore. Well, what, um, I mean, what, who doesn't? Who amongst us can say that they are a big fan of, what was it, Egyptian-themed American deathcore? Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, kind of, yeah. I mean, not as Egyptian as Nile. You know, everything in their work is kind of... Uh, no, from no, but I mean, Nile's, history, Nile's but, earlier work was superior well some would argue actually that you were right yeah, i had a 50 50 chance there right so yeah anyway we've we've gone on about this for a bit longer than i planned <laughs> but but obviously you know, and i'm passionate about it and i imagine people listening are passionate and i imagine a huge number of you are adele fans or have adele's album simply because she is you know she's she's the, she's very popular and she spans many 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 age groups and what have you uh and and well done to her too and great to see someone from from britain being able to compete with the likes of taylor swift when it comes to holding uh, their music to account. Now, I want to know what everyone thinks, though, and how you responded. You're tech-savvy lot listening, because, hell, you're listening to a podcast. Um, so let us know, what is your view? Did you buy Adele's album as a fan, despite the fact that you pay for streaming services? And, you know, that's cool. I do the same thing. I have streaming services, but I buy CDs because I prefer the quality, not because I'm being forced to. Um but I'm curious about everyone else's view and how you think, as a fan, this has played out for you. Uh, podcast at natelangson.com or at natelangson on Twitter or at text message pod on Twitter as well. Just let us know what you think. We will come back to this in a week. Ian, it's time to talk about Sky, not the yes. three-dimensional canvas that floats above our heads on a daily basis. But, well, it's not really floating, is it? Um, well, the clouds sort of do. They float, do. I guess. They do. Yeah. I, it's just I can't. I, I always remember that you know that, that whenever if you say anything near Nate about astrophysics that's even you know vaguely off, it will be there'll be an immediate correction made by their Nate. Yeah. Like if so anyone I mean, says the, the, sun, the sun is on fire, everyone's like, no, the sun's not on fire. There's no fire on the sun. I know. Yeah, of course that's true. But you know. Anyway, we're All not right. talking about that sky anyway. No, we are not. We are. We're talking, talking about the oppressive monopoly which governs our broadcast TV. Well, it's at least allowing some more choice now because this week it has announced something called Sky Q, which some people have questioned why it's called Sky Q. My personal belief is that it sounds like IQ, as in 
the smarts. Sounds I, a lot more like Sky Poo, mate. Well, let's get to that, shall we? <laughs> what is SkyQ? Well, firstly, it is a new brand rather than a, an individual product. It's a range of new set-top boxes. It's got something called a SkyQ mini box, which is a, feels to me a little bit like what Sonos does. It's a smaller version of a set-top box that allows you to stream content around your home from a central hub. Um, it's also got, uh, there's a SkyQ hub internet router. It's got SkyQ apps for mobile devices. It's got a new SkyQ touch remote. Uh, this is completely separate to the Sky Plus HD box that people have got. And it is also going to support Ultra HD 4K content. And so this to me feels like a much bigger deal than I initially thought it was, which was just a whole new range of boxes, kind of like when Virgin did TiVo. This is Sky basically saying, we're moving into Ultra HD, and these are the products that we want you to use if you want that premium service. Now, I've been on a soapbox for quite a while, and this now television that is, is something that is a little closer to um, Ian's aortic pump. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I wish to put a pair of lips on 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 that uh, that pump and, and see that's what odd. squirts you, out. That, well, that's uh, mm, dear. Thank um, you. Well, okay. So, I've written quite a bit about Sky over the last uh, year or so, um, and it's an interesting subject because I I have some pretty strong opinions about it. Go on. Then. Um, and yeah, well, Rip um, them out. but to let to let's go through this new box. Um, I believe, and I, I actually know this because I haven't had it confirmed, I will be seeking to do so, but there is a technology that was developed um, in part with SES Astra, who are the company that transmits all of Sky's channels. They, they're they the ones who put the satellites in orbit and uh, and then, you know, they lease out satellite time in order for people to be able to, uh, you know, broadcast their channels. But they have a product called SatIP, um, which is actually very clever. And what it allows you to do is have a little box in your house um, to into which you plug your satellite dish. And then rather than you having to have lots of sky boxes or lots of little satellite boxes around with all connected to the dish, this streams content out over your home network. I mean, it can do that over Wi-Fi, although that's probably not advisable. Um, or it can do it over, um, say, power line or fixed cables. Um and so the idea is that uh, you have maybe one box. It has four tuners in this. In, in the case of the one I have, which is an Elgato, uh, and then that can you can tune into four things, and you can watch it on tablets, laptops, you know, phones, and even there are boxes which you can plug into your TV. They don't have any particularly complicated electronics in, but they just connect to the other main box and uh, do satellite. Now I believe that this is what Sky is using in their system. Now I. I'm sure of that in some ways because Sky was involved very heavily in the process of developing SAT IP in the first case. And that um, is very similar to what SkyQ is, just to sort yes. of butt in with a ex slight explanation of what exactly. the, the, the SkyQ mini boxes do. These are the ones that I compared to the Sonos hubs, which is that you've got your main box, which has a number of tuners in. Twelve. 12 tuners, okay, and then you could have, if you already live in a mansion and you are the world's biggest and also most antisocial family, you can have a SkyQ box in 11 other rooms. Well, or... you can't actually, you can only have two extra boxes. All right. Well, you can use the apps because yeah. you've got your yeah. apps. I don't know. You might. Well, yeah. Well. I guess you'll be limited to some extent because five of the tuners are used up with the main box. Let's just assume then <laughs> that you want to record some stuff on the main box. You've fallen out with your mum and you've fallen out with your sister and you all want to go and just watch your own things. And you also don't want to miss the film that's on 
So you record that as well. That's what this will do. And it allows you to, as you say, with your existing setup that you've got, basically beam a bunch of these things simultaneously around the house to these kind of dumb terminals that just suck the content from the main box, which is what's receiving all of these channels. And that's yeah. a big part of what SkyQ seems to want it, to do, it is. is that it wants to it wants to democratize the set-top box, is my understanding. Well, We'll come on to box democracy shortly. Um, yes, boxography, you might say. <laughs> exactly. You're absolutely right. And, um, of course, the sub boxes, the little ones, which you can put in bedrooms and stuff like that, also have the advantage that they can connect to Sky's uh, online streaming services. So you've got catch-up TV on there. Um, and, of course, a whole bunch of sort of on-demand content which you can pay for or... Um, you know, buy or rent and all that kind of usual stuff. So it's it's quite a good idea. Certainly, from a technological point of view, it's probably one of the best uh, set-top boxes in the world. I mean, it's a very it's a very clever idea. It's quite well thought out. It will deprive Sky of a small amount of their revenue because at the moment they're charging, I believe, it's something like five pounds uh, extra for multi-room. And uh, well, uh, we don't know pricing on this yet. Actually, I have to say, and it is worth being a slightly cautious because. Sky isn't well known for introducing new technologies at, uh, at no extra cost. Uh, HD, I believe, in in most cases, unless you're on a very top package, it still costs an extra £10 a month, I believe. Um, which is staggering when you think about the fact that HD is years old now and it really shouldn't be considered uh, you know, a, a plus thing. It should be considered the basic level. Um, I agree. When you can have a mobile phone that has a full HD screen, absolutely, I think you can safely assume that televisions should at least have the same by default. HD is not really a premium product anymore, but of course it's very difficult when you're a business to say, well, let's just cut that off because ultimately you're then killing off a huge revenue and you've got to explain that to shareholders somewhere by saying, well, uh, yeah, um, bye-bye money. You would say because it makes us more competitive against Virgin. That's very true. Um, but Sky although, went to, uh, HD in 2006, so we're talking 10 years since then. It's a long but, time, isn't because it? That's, yeah, because this SkyQ is coming out next year uh, in 2016. They say it's going to have um, 4K Ultra it HD will, yes. at start. And they have said, and I'm, I'm looking at a PocketLint article uh, for this, and somebody at Sky told PocketLint that, quote, uh, when we do launch it, it will be the UK's most comprehensive Ultra HD service. It's not just going to be a load of live sport. It's going to be movies and entertainment too. So they are obviously trying to get ahead of the game and, and, and offer something yeah. more comprehensive than they did with, say, 3D, which, frankly, well, that, to me... That was is, dismal. This is now a corpse in the water. That well, you, they've, they've shut it down. They've shut their most of their 3D content. You can still buy on-demand uh, 8.3D from them, but apart from that, it's dead in the water. It also wasn't their their system was not not great for delivering a three uh, D really. It's uh, it was well it well overstepped its bounds. Let's um, not get into an argument about who did three D worst. <laughs> no. Let's just a- assume that anyone who has dysentery isn't very well. <laughs> there are scales of dysentery. Yes, but it's all basically unpleasant so this is the next generation for sky it's a major broadcaster we have to pay attention to it it's huge whatever they do it's going to if not if not be successful is at least going to have competitors thinking what do we need to do or what do we do better that we can improve even further well and shall to, i tell you now why well, I, what I what i think's wrong with why what sky always does in terms of what what's available to the general public um, you know if you were to use a separate a box a, you know like a, a linux set-top box 
Um, you can't do that with Sky because they won't allow it because you You've can't already plug put their card. Eighty percent of the population. No, I know. Minimum. Well, by saying Linux. Well, no, you don't. You don't really have to consider the fact that it's a Linux, but it doesn't matter. It's it's, it's transparent to the end user. Um, what, what I'm saying is that Sky prevents prevents you from using any third party hardware at all to access its services, which means that you have absolutely no choice in how you pay in how you get the, the content you're paying for. Um, and of course, Sky has very specific reasons for doing that, and it's to prevent people from getting Sky for free. Um, but at the same time, and, and also things like recording. So when you record a Sky show, it's recorded on your set top box and it's encrypted. Um, now, on a uh, you know a, a set top box not made by Sky, you can optionally store the encryption key with the recording so that you can play it back when your subscription lapses. And obviously Sky doesn't want you to do that, but you've already paid for that content, which aired when you did have a subscription. So as soon as your subscription ends, you can no longer watch it, which seems to me slightly unfair. And I've always thought that's uh, one of the worst things about it. Um, But really, Sky gives you no freedom. This box addresses a lot of that. Um, by letting you stream to tablets and things like that, which is a which is a good thing because that was something you could do on Linux boxes, um, you know, for years um, and have all access to all of these brilliant things that are technically very easy, but that Sky just prevented you from doing. Uh, but of course, you know, if you can't put a Sky card in it and use it, then you know you're scuppered, aren't you? My personal opinion is that Ofcom should uh, stop being a bunch of wet fish and uh force sky to open up their platform so that people can use it on other devices but uh it's never going to happen by being closed in that way they are possibly able to negotiate better deals maybe maybe because honestly look at what happened when music let's just talk about the music industry side of things that the thing that got the music industry on board with iTunes in the first place was the fact that they were copy protected, so they felt they had a modicum of security. Yes, in the but first let me place. just stop you for a minute there. Do you do you feel that any program on TV currently you would not be able to download over the internet if you wanted to? No, obviously right, not. There we go. Not, so, so what's not... the, what? That, so, what are they? What are they going to prevent? They're not going to prevent anything, are they? It's, it's if that if that is seriously part of the negotiations, then we are in worse trouble than I thought. Well, so is that the thing that you think is wrong with this that is always wrong with Sky, that their hardware too closely guards the access that you have to the content you have paid that, for? Well, yeah, I think I think any time when you are, you know, you, you might legitimately want to subscribe to Sky, and even, even if you ignore all the, all the other stuff, why shouldn't you be allowed to pick the box that you want to buy? I mean, you know, Sky Q is probably going to be quite expensive, would be my guess. It's quite likely that there'll be 4K capable boxes much cheaper available with many of the same features and you could still have a perfectly legal Sky subscription if, I mean, obviously you can't because they don't allow it, but, um, and then you put your card in a third-party box. What I don't understand why any competitive market, it would be legal or acceptable for, for, for a company to prevent you from using your paid-for subscription in a way that suits you better. I'll tell you why. Because you agreed to it when you signed up. Well, yeah, but that's not the point, really, is it? I mean, the, the thing kind about... Of. Yeah, well, kind of. I think it is. Because if, if if somebody's offering you a service, you've got choice. There is plenty of competition in the well, who, market. Who do, you, who do you go to, then, if you want satellite TV in the UK? Well, get rid of the satellite bit, because that bit's irrelevant. <laughs> well, the, no, it's the, not the me- irrelevant, is it? Because it's the only way of delivering content it was on mass it is that, that's that is available to the whole country you can't the cable isn't available to everyone and you can't stream everything 
but you can pay for everything still and like if you get rid of the mode of delivery whether it's satellite cable or ip you've still got the likes big big players like sky tv uh, so sky tv i mean you've got virgin you've got uh netflix you've got amazon love film you know there's a bunch of these things did i really call it amazon love film that was weird <laughs> well, you've I got did. amazon prime instant love video film and i think that we've got a reasonable amount of competition that says well you know what we've got to accept that if somebody signs up for something then it's pretty fair that they should stick to the rules and and you know me i'm all for access to stuff but i actually think that from face value on this i see more to be excited about than not in that it is a move to ultra hd 4k it's doing it in a way that seems to be saying we acknowledge that you don't want to be tied to one box you don't want to be tied to one tv you don't even want to be tied to one type of screen and you want to be able to do them simultaneously and you want to be able to record stuff for future and we want to make it in a way that is universally accessible therefore we're designing a consistent user interface like that in itself is a really good thing and i mean i'm not even a sky customer i'm a virgin customer they get my money although admittedly only for broadband i don't have a tv or phone subscription but for me i feel like if i wanted tv this is the way that i would want to just basically call someone up and say here is money give me lots of telly i have lots of devices and they give it me and it comes through in 4k and i can watch it on an ipad that to me feels like a pretty good offer and i don't feel like i'm forced into this i still feel i could complement it with what i have now which is my virgin broadband the 150 200 meg whatever it is and a combination of netflix um and and itunes you know i just bought the peep show series pass on itunes it was a tenner i get the episode in 1080p when it's aired and i can watch it on a bunch of devices that's no that's pretty good you know, I feel that's that's pretty good, but I could also do the same on Sky and watch other stuff on demand. And you know, I get I get your point, and I love the passion and 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 uh, determination well, you have around until this. until Sky Q. Basically, Sky was holding customers back with what I would describe as absolutely third rate hardware, um, and they were stopping people from legitimately using subscriptions um, in other boxes. Uh, Sky Q, when it's released, which obviously we we, only, we don't know everything about it yet. Uh, we don't know the price and all that. I think is as you say, it is a really legitimate answer to those grievances, um, and that's great. You know, if, mm. if Sky is moving forward and doing things, I, I will. My my big problem in a lot of ways is the fact that you know there's all this fuss about you know this channel, that channel, service X, Y, presenting it in a certain way. There is an argument that's. Uh, for, I'll give you the uh, the the argument about the. Um, that oh, there's a card which you can put into the back of any TV. It's it's a European law uh, that there's a conditional access port on the back of every TV sold. You can put a card in there, and then into that card you can put your you could put your Sky viewing card, and then you would have access to Sky channels on your TV. Except you can't because Sky doesn't allow it. So that is one thing that I mean. Again, it's back to the same thing, but. That is an option available to people in Europe. You know, you can easily do that with a lot of subscription services across the continent. Um, and I just don't see why you shouldn't be able to. I do appreciate what you're saying. You know, you're you're signing up for a service and you're agreeing to a certain thing. I just don't see why they prohibit legitimate uses like that. Well, I am very happy to take comment from this from people listening. Podcast at NateLangson.com. Tweet us, either myself at Nate Langson or Ian, Ian Morris 78 and a text message pod uh, on Twitter. 
preceded by the at sign, of course, but you knew that. You're a smart bunch. You listen to this show. That is, if anything, uh, an admittance that you are indeed smarter than the average bear. And we're going to get back to our show in uh, its more usual format next week, I think. We decided that we felt so passionately about these two topics this week that we've spent the first and second half, respectively, of the program today talking about them. I just wanted to point out one little uh, nugget that came through in an email from Luke, uh, who is our, uh, one of our country ambassadors, actually, in, uh, in the Netherlands, I believe. And Luke wrote in with an email, and I'm just actually going to skip to the last bit of his email because uh, he, he had a comment about HTC's A9. That was the copycat phone, the alleged iPhone copycat phone. He says, as for the HTC A9, I think it wasn't a very smart move for HTC's side to make a phone look like the most sold mobile phone in the world. I think no matter who did what first, as long as Apple has much larger market share with the iPhone 6 or the 6S, then, then HTC with the A, A9, HTC will be judged by the majority of people as the copycat. Yeah, that, and that's, uh, that's just a very smart thing to say from our smarter than the average bear listeners, because that's absolutely right. It doesn't matter, does it? That, that History doesn't remember the fact. No, that's not true. History does remember the facts. People don't remember the facts. They remember their feelings, and their feelings will be that HTC did the ripping off in that case. Luke, you are smart, uh, not just for li- listening to the show, but for sending in uh, insightful comments. Thank you very much. Remember, you can be an ambassador if you live in a country that has uh, got you in it. And uh, you leave us a review on the iTunes store and let us know. You are the people that spread the good word. Um, if this podcast was a Jesus, uh, then you would be those reading from uh whatever bible it is that we are audibly producing here every week for your listening pleasure um and let us know if you do so podcast at natelangson.com you do realize you just turned it into a cult right i'll be honest (laughs) there are worse things to do to be cultists about we're not going to ask anyone to kill themselves or anyone else no just listen weekly to the podcast i i definitely don't anyone to kill themselves no absolutely not um, and I certainly don't think that anyone should do anything violent. And I certainly do think that we're very grateful that everyone listens and is alive to listen to us. Was that your point? Yes. Oh, good. I wasn't sure, to be honest. No, we're, we're, uh, we're a family, not Excellent. a cult. Well, there was the Manson family. They were both a family and a cult. But we'll return to that little uh, mental quandary next week. I'm off to uh, drown people for my own motives uh, in a lake. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.